is going on, everybody? It is April 23rd. 2015 and you're listening to the talking games podcast my name is steve say and this evening i'm joined by mr justin townsend hello and miss jackie turner hello mr rob is out taking care of some business but will be back with us next week oh i miss him already i do too it's weird seeing his empty chair there is an empty chair right next to me especially because he's so massive and large (laughs) that there's like there's just a black hole void going on in front of me and that laugh that lovely laugh. Ha! I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> that was yeah, pretty good. That was it. That was a pretty good impression. I we do that. have, though, yes. we have a candle sitting here oh, burning we do. for him. Yeah, I will have it to It smells take a just like him. <laughs> oh, we love you, Rob. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, all three of us really didn't do a whole hell of a lot this past week. So banter might be uh, thrown by the wayside in way of uh, games that we played this week and a couple of. Uh, well, one specific listener question, and then an email, and then we're going to get out of here because all of us have uh, commitments and whatnot for later on Isn't this evening. Isn't it funny, though? We did spend like 10 minutes before we started recording. We did. With um, what you've been doing? Nothing. Yeah. I got, I got nothing to talk about. It's horrible. I feel like, I've, where have I been for the last week? What have I been doing I've for been, the last week? I've been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot, and I've been playing a ton of games, so that's where I've been. Oh, and I was sick. I've been at work, but I kind of, I block that out, like all traumatic memories. You're like not time I'm to missing the hours and hours. Yeah, I, I'm fine with the jams. It's other stuff. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite? <laughs> My favorite jam, strawberry. How did we end really up on boring. food again? <laughs> we did. It's right? for Rob. It's amazing. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can he'll be that. very upset. He's gonna. He'll come back and be like, yes. guys. So disappointed yeah. in you. Strawberry is my favorite jam to eat, and my least favorite jam to cook. It's <laughs> an interesting little fact for you. <laughs> nice. All right, Jackie. Yes. Why don't you tell me? You went back to playing Destiny this week. Oh, yeah, Why? I know. What'd you do? Because it's awesome. All right. Well, what did you? Yeah, but nothing news come out. So what? What got you back? Because you, got, you, you saw the leaked, uh, not the leaked stuff, but the announcements, and you felt you felt the desire yes, to go that's back. That's exactly what it is. Is on Plus Twitter, Andy. you know, follow like Bungie and and you know all the various accounts. It's something, it's a weird addiction. I'll like, I'll be fine. I won't play it for a couple of weeks. Not a problem. Don't even think about it. I'll go on Twitter and I'll see a little thing. I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll just jump in. Just do a couple of bounties and then I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine for a couple of weeks. I just need one last hit. So that's what I've been doing. Every now and then I keep dipping my toes in and like, you know, doing like five or six bounties for the day. And Because mm-hmm. the other thing is like, I want to make sure that I'm not totally rusty for the DLC. I don't want people like, we don't want you on our team anymore because you suck. So I'm just, you know, keeping my skills up. Staying sharp. Yeah, exactly. Staying sharp. So that's all I've been doing. Has anybody else been playing it with you or you were just running around solo? I've I've played a couple of levels at Andy. Andy's one of our listeners. Um, He is always playing that game and Glenn as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, see you him know, on Yeah, we kind of like jump in and out there's with a, those guys. There is a Tuesday night date group. <laughs> yes. They all get together. It's like their date and yes. they get together at like seven o'clock on Tuesdays when the... Tuesday reset day. Yeah, when the yeah. reset day comes, and uh, one of them carries over. Glenn carries over the save every week. I mean, they have a, they have it down to a system. That's yes. pretty cool. Oh yeah, Glenn's very good at like every by about four o'clock on Tuesday. He's like, yep, got the save. I've good, never good like go. I've never had a dedicated group of players online of of like you meet at a specific like this is just that's what you're doing. Yeah. that night it kind of came about organically for them i think and it's because it's the reset day it's you know they've got multiple characters so they kind of always need to do the certain missions they'll do three or four times because they need to do it for every character and right. i think it's kind of just come about that johnny johnny too yeah. yeah there's a group of dedicated players that go in every tuesday at least and and do this and you know i was kind of like oh, 
I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay away for a while. But then it was a weekend as well. So I was like, I'm just going to go see what Zer's selling. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. And then I'll log out 10 minutes. Nope. Three hours later, I'm still running around. I chuckle to myself every time I see you playing Crucible <laughs> by yourself. Oh, I love playing Crucible. Yeah, I played like 10 matches yesterday. <laughs> Which, you know, they're like 10, 15 minutes long. So it's a fair chunk of time. Do you know all the maps? Yes, I do. I now I do. you do. Yeah, yeah. And to the point where if it's a certain one, I just, I jump straight out. Like there's certain ones I just won't play. So what's this new one? House of Wolves? Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, which there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, I'm looking forward to it just because it's, it is more content and I've already paid for the season pass. So like I've forgotten about that money months ago. As far as like, this, this is like free content for me because it's been so right. long since I paid for it. Um, so I'm looking forward to some of it, but the biggest story to come out that's, I mean, it's pretty much been confirmed now, right? It's confirmed. There's no raid, which is a funny thing for me and for the people that we play with because the raid is a big part of what we play. Right. You know, those two raids that are on there already, they're a big part of it. Um, so to hear that there's no raid was kind of felt like I was getting cheaped out of it. You know, it's like I expected to get one with the season pass, you know, second DLC coming out. I thought there would be a raid. But when they explained it, they said that I think it was like 80-20, right? 80% of players never play the raid. I didn't actually see the numbers. There's only 20% of all the players that play Destiny that ever actually do the raid as a regular thing. So are they just not making raids anymore? No, 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 no. no, They will, but it might well be past the point where your season pass will pay for it, which is what they include in in lieu of the raid they include this new thing called prison of the elders which is a horde mode or a firefight mm-hmm. mode and bungie does those really well if you played uh what was it halo reach right or i, I think it was reach or odst that that introduced uh the i like the idea of having something mode. new like that that's great but i just don't think that's going to hold my interest you've as never much. played one though <laughs> They can get. They, it's just wave after wave after wave. Yeah, right? eventually. Oh, modes are awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're really awesome, and they're super replayable. And you'll be able to level up your gear and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The last raid that Bungie worked on, you know, um, was the Crota raid, and it really wasn't that great. Yeah, it had a lot of issues. So yeah. if they can put this there and. You know, give them a longer hold time span until, to I put something what, good out. Yeah, I think the the next actual expansion is called you know it's codenamed comet it's yeah. it's it's destined for the fall i'm sure we're going to see more of it at e3 but if they could give us a raid that was on par with the first one yeah with um what is it called vault glass vault of glass mm-hmm. then i'll be i'll be pretty happy yeah and you know i guess it's almost a microcosm of what we've talked about a lot on the show with don't give me a product sooner that isn't finished and isn't good well, that's right. the thing is like, so you'd they, rather wait longer for a decent raid. Yeah, they've you know they're new at doing this whole raid business. So if mm-hmm. they, I mean, Destiny is a ten year thing. So if they're gonna work on it and try and w- pump out a better one, and they're gonna right. hold it off until who knows when. We, I mean, they haven't confirmed when it's coming or if it's gonna be included in the in the DLC. Whatever. I'll be I mean, interested to see the numbers on the team, on the fire team it's for three. a horde mode. See, that's, I it's thought three. it probably would be because they've said part of the problem with the raids is not a lot of players have five other players that they're able to play with all the time. So yeah. it's hard to get to, you know, and there's no matchmaking. So it's hard to get a six team, you know, together every single time you want to do it. Mm. But at the same time, it's nice to have that opportunity to be able to be in the room with six people all playing the same thing. Yeah, but, but horde mode's pretty cool. Are they mm-hmm. holding to, to the three, three players only thing? Like that's just. I think that will be forever and ever. Until I mm. mean, unless they they decide in the in the you know whatever the sequel to Destiny is, not an expansion, but the sequel to the game. 
they might up it then, but they could st- they could hold they have three classes. Um, so I mean, we'll see. I, I'm yeah. I, I'm interested to go back to it. I haven't played Destiny in like two months. You keep refusing every time anyone asks you. You're like, nope. I'll come back when there's when there's more content, <laughs> and I'm excited to come back to it and try this mm-hmm. stuff. Like I got I I love horde modes, so yeah. I, I'm gonna be firmly invested in that. Mm. Did cool. you play uh, Gears of War mm-hmm. hard mode? That uh, was horde a, mode. That was the first one. And then Bungie came out with Firefight as a copy, and some people like Firefight better, some people like Horde mode better. I I like Halo better than Gears, so I ended mm-hmm. up mm. doing a lot of Firefight, and it was like you could crank up the difficulty, and it was really hard. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how hard they can make it. You know, because that's where the best parts of the raids always were to me. Anyway, is those moments when trying to hold off everything. You it, when it's chaotic and you there's no chance of survival, and you yeah. pull it out anyway. Like that's pretty much what horde mode is. So that'll mm-hmm. be for me. That'll be fun. That'll be interesting. And that comes out on the 18th of May, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see when that drops. I guess the other thing having a three player team is when you're on a six player team, there's more people to disappoint. So, you know, this way, it's only two other people that are going to be pissed at me. So, yay. <laughs> I can't stand you. You're, you're quite, you love you're, me, really. You're quite good at this game now. You've you've played it enough to where you have, a, skills up. you have a firm handle on what's going on. Yeah. You've so, graduated. I have. You didn't even know it. My year of growth. Nice. Year of growth. You've pretty much spent a year in Destiny. So Yeah, there you go. Still probably nowhere approaching how much time I spent in Skyrim. You're gotta, you got to be ticking kind of close. No, probably no, not yet. I don't think so. I'm only up to about 14 days. I know what I wanted to ask you. I've yes. been seeing things, and there's even one on the in the um, PlayStation Store for the online Skyrim or Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls. online. Uh-huh. Are you in? Oh, of course. Of course I am. I For one thing, I've pre-ordered it twice already. When is that? I pre-ordered it June, like two six, years seven, ago. eight, nine, yeah. somewhere in that, okay. that yeah. range. So I, ex- I pre-ordered it on the Xbox when I had when I first bought the Xbox One. I pre-ordered it on that. Then when I sold my Xbox One to Bobby, I went and traded in my pre-order for the PlayStation One. And then that was like a year ago or something. And, you know, I, I don't even know where it is anymore. I'm not even sure if it still matters, like my $5 pre-order. Yes, they still have it on file. <laughs> oh, good. All right. So I've got $5 off already. Are you excited for it? Um, That's a really hard question. It's almost like Justin with Evolve. If mm. it's good... And if everything works, then yes, I'm really excited. If it doesn't, I'll be so horribly disappointed. So I'm trying not to get excited. Like I'm trying to like, I'm just, you know, I'll play it and the jury's out until I've actually played it. Because I don't want to hype it up. So you know how much I love Skyrim. I don't want to get that hyped up about it. Just have it be a disappointment. It's not going to be Skyrim. I know. And that's why I'm just, uh uh-huh. I know it's coming out. That's it. There's going to be a lot of people playing it. So don't worry. I know. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm cautionary about being excited. You're gonna about form it. a guild online, maybe the fire team. Only if I'm the queen. The then queen, I'm, yeah, the I'll be the queen. <laughs> mostly everybody from the old Destiny clan that played every night, all twenty of them, I feel like, are gonna be getting that game. Sweet. I'm also much better with a sword than I am with a gun. So you know, there's that as well. Combat, I'm a lot better at that kind of thing. It's how true. Goes, how goes Bloodborne? Actually, that was a funny thing. So. Can I just go straight into yeah. Bloodborne now? So, um, where did I get to last week? You hadn't beaten the started, no, you, had, you had just come back and you were restarting the game, and um, you hadn't even uh, you, you attempted the cleric beast once. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So I I um, attempted him twice and killed him, and it was easy. And I was like, 
I, I'm not sure why, because I think everyone has a different experience with different bosses. Depending on how they play, I think each boss is different enough that depending on your play style, you're going to have a harder and easier time hmm. with different bosses. So I know people had a lot of trouble with Father Gascoigne in the cemetery. And honestly, I didn't. the first attempt I got him down to, I sent just I showed Justin a picture. I yeah, got that- him down to a sliver of health on the first attempt. And then he killed me and I was like, oh my God, like if I have to do this another 30 times, I'm going to be so upset at myself. Mm-hmm. Went in, did it a second time, killed him, easy peasy. Like really, I, I used like five blood vials and that was it. That was the funny thing about no that. No Molotovs, nothing. The just... funny thing is that when I went into that boss, Nick was telling me like, yeah, this is the, this is the boss. Now he was like, at that point, like eight or nine bosses and he's like, that's the one that gave me the most trouble. And right. that was the one I, I, like one of the ones I beat in like second or third try, just by chance like ever so yeah. like some people have a hard time with that guy and then some people like get past him really easy exactly and i think it's just depending on your gameplay and um to be honest like i found with him it was very much like the old zelda bosses that kind of thing it was you target i targeted on him so i was always locked onto him mm-hmm. so every time i rolled i would be rolling but still looking at him so every time i rolled out the way he would try and hit me i'd roll hit him and i just did that as many times as it took until he died. I got caught up on the gravestones a <laughs> that's, couple times. That's the fo- why I died in the first one, is I got him down to a sliver of health and I rolled and I backed myself in a corner and I he just that. went to town on me. Yep. I had full health and he just like he ate me. It was horrible. But yeah, he was easy peasy. And I was like, all right, this is not this game is not as bad as I've been told it is. You know, like not as difficult as I've been told. So I kind of, I've been carrying on and I got to the Blood Starved Beast and I went into him and I took him down to half health on the first attempt. I was like, all right, nice. I can do this. Easy peasy. Cannot do it now. I'm up to like maybe attempt six or seven. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of getting stuck because my normal play of just rolling and hitting and rolling and hitting only gets me halfway. And yeah. then, yeah, then you've really, like, between trying to stab myself with antidotes and health vials, I don't have the time to hit him. Did you so. try Did you try my method? No, because I'm not ready to cheese it yet. That's not cheasing yes, it. Yes, it is it's cheesing using, it. It's using a game <laughs> strategy. I'm on the fence about that one. It's 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 no different than in, uh, here comes a spoiler for Bloodborne. On that second boss, it's the yeah. same thing as using the musical box. It's using something in your inventory Yes, but trapping him in a certain place, you're tra- that's you're, a mistake in the it's not game mista- design. It's not a mistake. That's not a mistake. I'm not sure that those two alcoves were put in by the game's designer with the mindset of trapping him in that place. You trap it by throwing an item that's in your inventory that he yeah. chases after. All right. I'm right on the border with whether this is cheesing that's it or not. not cheesing in any, in any way. <laughs> Using that item, I'm fine with because uh-huh. they provide you an item that works. That's fine. But throwing it in a particular area to trap him? It's not It's not that I'm trapping him. The thing is, so Steve, you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, no, no, I no, do. do I, I was questioning the music box. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Father yeah, Father Gascoigne, like the first couple of times you can play the music box and you can get a couple of hits on him. Oh. But, yeah. um, he, it, it stuns him, the yeah. music box. But I it only works the first couple of times and then he's just way too fast because you slow down the same way you slow down when you use the health vials. Yeah. When you start trying to play the music box... You don't have enough time. Once he transforms the first time, you just don't have enough time to play it before he's on top of you. Okay. But it's, you know. It's not cheesing it at all. You're you're taking something in the your inventory and using it in an 
environment that they give you. Mm-hmm. You're being uh, strategic with it. Yeah, yeah. it's a, if you throw it out in the open, he's going to da- he's going to run at it and dash past it. So it's this uh, cocktail that you have. I forget what they Pungent call it. Pungent blood Pungent, cocktail. Yeah. Or something. yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's it, in the in the actual description. It's for blood starved beasts or something. It's, right, it's very right. it's very yeah, open about it, it. Yeah. So if you throw this cocktail he'll get off you and go chase it. But the problem mm-hmm. is that he dashes at it, and sometimes if you're in an open area, he dashes so far away, by the time he's done attacking it, he's already back on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So by using these alcoves, you throw it, and he dashes, but he hits a wall. Right. And that way he, he, you can get right mm-hmm. right up behind him and then beat him to death. The other problem with this is with, you know, I've put in, I don't know, maybe 15 hours at this point, um, and I've collected, I think, seven of those. So I feel like, if I start using them and that strategy doesn't work, I have a limited window in which to use them. So I want to figure out a way of also beating buy, him without them. You could also them. buy them. But that's a lot of farming. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to do that much farming to it's, get the blood echoes to buy them. It's really not. They're it, like 2,000 apiece. You're still, you're still in... I mean, if that's where you are, you're still very much in the beginning stages of yeah. that game. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point, you can, you know, run through an area two or three times and go back and buy as many blood vials yeah. or whatever that you need. Yeah, I'm definitely like my, you know, if I make a run, I'm normally coming back with like 10 to 15,000. Yeah. That so area 2,000 will get you 50, each yeah. is kind of tough Yeah, but to... you have, what was it, seven you said right now? Yeah. You get up to like 14, 15, you're fine. Because like it, it only takes people who know exactly what they're doing like four and it took me i think eight of them just right. because every now and then i would get hit and then i would throw one just as a distraction yeah. to use an mm. antidote and then heal myself right. and then by the time he was done with that i could throw another one yeah and he would run over to it i'll do it i mean i have i went into this game with the mindset of i am not competing against anyone i'm not trying to like be a higher level than anyone i'm not like i was a destiny i'm not trying to hit 32 like i'm gonna play this game as and when I feel like playing it, and I will get through it, but I'm not putting any pressure on myself to finish this game. I'll put the pressure on you to finish it. <laughs> nope, I am going. They've tried. I am just slow and steady, and I will get there. Even if I have to level up to like 50 and then go take him out by blowing on him. Oh, God. <laughs> is that cheesier? Yes. That yes. is cheesier, right? Much. Just leveling up past him? Yeah. Much. All right. Damn it. That's what I used to do. Well, that's what I did in Skyrim in the end. I could like kill a dragon with one hit. It's ridiculous. I mean, you can do that, but then you're you're robbing yourself of so much because not only are you doing the the tedious uh, exercises of farming wherever the low level crappy area yeah. that you've chosen, and then you don't get like the rush and the, the thrill and just the satisfaction of after you beat after I beat that thing because that thing kicked my ass for a while. Yeah. When I beat him, I was elated and like moonwalking around the living room. Like I know. it was awesome. I'm always on the fence with that kind of thing. Like the whole, wow, I tried so many times and now I did it. Like I, I'm actually very happy if I did it once and I did it cheap. I still won. No. I'm good with it. <laughs> I don't know. I'll bring I'll bring some more of that up later. <laughs> But, um, all right, but you're still enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you beat Bloodborne, didn't you? I did. So then go. Let's hear about it. We're on it. <laughs> I, there's really not too much to say. Um, I love it. I, I'm still playing it. I, I beat it. I was, uh, I ate the three uh, umbilical cords and made it to yeah, the, to the, <laughs> I made it to the true final boss at the end. And I finished it with a plus 10 uh, battle axe. And what did I... I got something else at the tail end. Uh, some kind of broadsword. 
Do you know what Justin does? Do you read the trophy list before no. you play? No, I haven't looked at any of the trophies for that game. Hmm. They pop every now and again, but I, I have no idea what for. Um, Mostly for beating bosses. Yeah. Yeah. You get one every time, right? Yes. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I streamed several of my play sessions and I, I just had like a stroke of pretty damn good luck in that. Uh, I don't know if it was just that I had gotten better at it by then or if the game had gotten a little bit easier for me. But I mean, I was killing bosses like the first time I ran into them. It happened a few a few times in a row, at least four or five times in a row. Um, but apparently, according to my friend Mike, I've got like how many bosses are there in the game? Like 30 something? 17. 17? Yes. Wow, he was wrong. Um, I still have, like, if I went searching, I still have a bunch of guys, you know, to to go and, and find if I want to. Um, I got to the final boss, beat him, went to the second final boss, and then died on purpose so that I could go back and, and go and explore and do things more with that character, use them for PvP or whatever. I don't want to go into New Game Plus just yet. Um, but surprisingly enough, I want to play it again, and that's exactly what I did. I'm actually building an arcane character now. Cool. And uh, going to find the spells and go straight magic and be opening up like vortexes with tentacles flying out of them and <laughs> fire spells and crap like that. So uh, use different weapon sets this time around and just build a different character and have fun with it. I made like a crotchety old uh, witch, so I chose like the elderly skin. I made her have like bluish white hair. She's got really harsh makeup on. It's pretty funny. So, cool. I, I mean, had trouble with the hunters. Those you, know, you remember so the early fun. one when you walk into the area and he starts shooting you with a Gatling gun from the top of the church. Yep. Oh, the first time I went up there, I was like, I climbed up the ladder and I like peeked my head over. I was like, Oh, all right, he's not looking at me. And then he turned around and I was like, All right, he's looking at me. I can take him. And as soon as I got up the top, he shot me and I just fell off the ladder and died. Yeah, there's a couple of spots so with some pretty nasty hunters. There's he's nasty. More, yeah, more right? than one, too. Because he just keeps throwing molotovs at you. He's like, he, when, you meet, and, oh. when you meet him, he's the hardest challenge in the game up yeah. until that point because yeah. he takes a ton of damage mm -hmm. and he deals out a ton of yeah. damage. Yeah, so I just avoided him. You know, I'll go back and get him. There's yeah. one uh, later on in the game that uh, you run into when, like, you kind of like you turn a corner and you see this courtyard. And he's just standing in the dead center of the courtyard like a statue waiting for, you. waiting for you. And he's just he's like standing there just breathing. And it's so intimidating because you don't know what his attack patterns are going right. to be. And he's got kind of like his other arm is behind uh, his back. Right. So I'm like, what the hell does he have back there? So and what's the story point for these other hunters that are attacking you? Just because I never pay attention to the story. Well, isn't it something about your your poisoned? You're becoming you're becoming like uh oh so they're beast, trying to, so know? they're trying to take you out because yeah. of that oh yeah. okay Makes yeah. more that's sense. the basic idea is the game is apparently with like the beast stuff is like you can like sort of turn into a werewolf at yeah one point. that's what i was reading about and that when you talk to people they'll say that you're cursed or you're haunted. i forget what, right. the, what, what the exact terminology they used but like people at the doors won't let you in because like they know what you are yeah and uh i think you're trying to stave that off i think i've yet to knock on a door where i didn't get a straightforward sod off Hmm. They you know? like later on, like they, they, they get more pleasant. You meet, <laughs> you meet people that tell you that like they know people in town. And if, you know, if any of them give you any problems, tell them that you talk to me and this is where right. I am and send right. them back to me. Yeah, it's funny meeting like the random NPCs you come across in the game. Like you walk out a door. I walked out a door in a cathedral or something and there was just a guy standing out there. I had a nice little chat with him. Mm -hmm. and it's Yeah, they're kind of 
it doesn't lead you to that point. Like a lot of games, you follow that path and that's where you get because they want you to meet that character. Right. But with this one, it's just I was going through the same way I'd been a couple of times, just killing various things. And I spotted a door and took a left, went out the door and there's a character there. He wants to tell you the story of Bergenworth. Yeah, I don't, can't even remember what he was. <laughs> you're, running him, you're running him a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, But I'm still going on it. It's interesting. Mm, like stuff. I said, no pressure game. No um, pressure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, li- I, I mean, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, like I said, I'm going to keep going with it. I enjoyed it all the way through. Um, a couple of frustrating spots, but nothing nothing that deterred me or, or made me not want to play the game or not continue to find a new way to approach the combat and things like that. So uh, definitely one of my favorite games of the year so far. I'm glad that it turned out to be uh, as much fun and just as, as what it was because I was really before that, after Lords of the Fallen, I thought that I had kind of lost a taste for the, the Souls games and then like the formula had gotten old for me and then Bloodborne came out and just not being able to block and having to the mobility that you have and just the, the world and the, the creature designs and stuff like that really drew me in. And, uh, it's been a good time. Very good. Yeah. So, uh, we'll top you off, Jackie. How much of shovel Knight did you get to play? I've only played about an hour and a half. Um, what do you think? I love it so far. The music's cool. Reminds me of rogue legacy. And, uh, it's fun. I'm like, I've, it's one of those games where I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, but it, I was cursing within 10 minutes, mm. like just so frustrating. And you just, you know, make one little move wrong and you fall off something and, ugh. but it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm talking about it a lot more next week once I got a little further into it. Yeah. Once you gain some of the abilities and, yeah. and stuff like that. The... I'm still kind of figuring out the mechanisms and you mm-hmm. know, making sure I know what I'm doing. Are you excited at all that Kratos is in the game or you don't care? I don't care. All right. She I just want to jump around. She's never even played a God of War game. Yeah. I just want to jump around and hear stuff. That's I feel it. like you'd like God of War. She probably yeah, would. Yeah, that's what everyone keeps telling me. I think you will. I'll stick it on the backlog. Don't. It's All already right. too big. I played some more Mortal Kombat 10 as well. So did I. It's fun. I like it. Yeah. I, I figured out. I think I said this last week, but it's absolutely true. Like, if I play as any character, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. If I play as Sub-Zero, I'm, I kill. Abs- Sub-Zero has always been my character. And I can, like, go straight up those ladders with Sub-Zero... I can't even beat the first person if I don't play a Sub-Zero. It's a problem. Do you always play Sub-Zero when you're versing people? I always have. Ugh. I always have. Like I since that. I think 3 was the first one that's I really Sub-Zero's, got into. Sub-Zero is not the problem in the game. It's Scorpion. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. That's what I heard. Yeah, Kotaku yeah. had a big article the other day about the usage of all the characters. And uh, they, you know, I, I think they were using it by the million. So like oh, all the characters so they were have stats as to who's yeah, all the characters right. were around like ten, eleven, twelve. I think mm-hmm. Sub Zero was somewhere in there. Um, yeah. And uh, they looked at Scorpion. Scorpion was like twenty-seven million, like double, wow. the, like double the next highest. Right. Mm. So everybody's using Scorpion. Huh. That's interesting. And apparently, you know, he's simple to use, and that's like uh, it's yeah. it's a problem. Like right now, well, it's I don't know if you could say it's a problem online because so many people are playing it, but eventually the community will like weed out the people that are using scorpion or you know yeah. you'll have to become really really is really that you good just find them. a way of beating scorpion that's you know yeah that's what everyone needs to i do. mean he's got that he's got that teleport punch he's got mm-hmm. the the chain thing that he uses i mean he's got a lot of moves that could yeah. really screw you up real quick yeah but um no I'm, I, I like it and um i'm surprised a little bit by how much i like it because what i was really banking on was playing the the story mode and just being in it for that because i'm not particularly into the combat of Mortal Kombat, which sounds ridiculous. But <laughs> yes it does. No, I know. It just 
Mortal I really like Mortal Kombat if it wasn't for the fighting. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, the way I'm used to like Dead or Alive, Street Fighter, where you kind of roll into your moves with Mortal Kombat, it's more specific of like down, forward, back, circle. Yeah. If yeah. you don't do that specifically, nothing happens. Yes, exactly. But this one seems, or maybe I'm just getting better, but it seems a little bit more fluid than previous iterations. I, It's just an opinion. I could be wrong. But... um. I'm going through the story mode and it's like, it's well done and it's cool, but a, I'm having to go up against characters that aren't playable. Mm -hmm. Like I got to fight. I don't, maybe I shouldn't spoil it. I got to fight a character that I really wanted in the game to begin with. Yeah. And eventually you do get to fight them. And seeing them in the storyline. Yeah. Like Like, it's all there. Like it's right there. And people like um, PC Modder had uh, unlocked like three more characters for himself and all the moves work and everything. And just there are characters missing from it that I really would have appreciated to be able to play. But my point being, like, I think that because I was so stoked for the story was because of Injustice and how good Injustice was yeah. or is, but I know Wonder Woman, oh. I know Superman, Green Lantern, all of those characters that I already love. Like, I don't I don't care about anybody in Mortal Kombat, like, at all. That's my problem. So I'm going through the story, and even though it seems really, it, it seems well executed, I just don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, to, you know, to that, I'm definitely having a really good time playing it. Uh, I've played versing with a couple of people from the show online, which was a lot of fun. Um, and like the, the towers is a good time. I love the, the randomized levels where they'll like, they'll change up the levels like three, uh, three to eight different ways. Have you heard of this? No. Um, I can't remember what the mode is. Uh, it's like test your skills. I think it's called. And it's like a roulette wheel or like a, like a slot machine and conditions of the level will pop up and it'll completely change the way the game plays. Like all of a sudden you'll be fighting upside down. Oh, uh, okay. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Like I, another I, I one, heard the guys in Giant Bomb talking about this. Yeah. Like you'll play like you're on a boat and like you're just kind of like swaying back and forth on the level and you get kind of queasy as you're playing and you know, like uh, one condition is you can't block or you have a giant head and it's easier to hit. Yeah. Stuff like that. I used to love them, not old ones. There was... My favorite one was when the screen was completely black yeah. until you yeah, made contact one, and then it would flash that only one for is a in split there. second. Darkness yeah, I love combat. that. Dark, yeah. Darkness so Combat's fun. the best. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, I mean, all that stuff is really cool. It's a really good couch co-op game. It's a really good online game. I wish that, um, I don't know if it's working for anybody else. If you guys want to uh, tweet me and let me know, but uh, I can't get like any of the faction stuff. My, the first time um, I played it, it kept coming up saying it couldn't contact the servers. Yeah, or it couldn't, like, I'm still getting that. Fa- faction stuff wasn't available or something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. been like, there's been a huge, like a three gig uh, beefy update yes. to it too. Yeah. And I still can't get to the faction stuff, but yet there's faction information online. Right. So if, if it's working for other people, why isn't it working mm-hmm. for me? And yeah. are they addressing it? Because I haven't heard anything. Right. So I don't know if you guys are listening and you know anything uh, hit me up. I would uh, really appreciate it. So, okay. Uh, so that's all you played? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've been talking for like 40 minutes. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you haven't. <laughs> um, you've been talking for 27 minutes. 27. 27 nice. minutes. I can, the look on Justin's face is 27 That's longer than too anybody long. <laughs> should have to endure. See? Way that's too exactly long. what he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you played Bastion. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it, was, it was only ever gonna be all right is already. that seriously what you thought of it yeah. like honestly no, honestly okay um 
I already had my my big long discussion with Bobby. We, we yelled at each other back and forth for a while. Oh man, over should have recorded text. It. Um, no, I it, it's a good game. Uh, you know, it's weird. Like Super Giant games, like don't grab me initially. Like Transistor didn't grab me until my second playthrough. Um, Bastion, I it didn't grab me in a way that makes me want to go back for a second playthrough. It's it's well made. Um, I argue with Bobby a lot about the music because I know Bobby and Rob where they were they were just going on and on about how great the music was, and I felt that it, there, there were some tracks that were phenomenal and they really stood out. But mm-hmm. like a lot of like a lot of the tracks, I felt just didn't hit at all for me. And uh, Bobby told me that I was completely wrong and that there was no <laughs> you know uh, I, I couldn't be subjective about it because I was completely wrong. Oh, please, both of you. That's why you two should not ever discuss anything because neither of you are willing to back down at all. I can back down. No. Yes. yes I know totally you can. <laughs> See, you can't even back down now. Well, you're attacking me. Of course <laughs> I'm going to defend myself. See? But, like, I, I ended up going back and actually listening to the actual soundtrack of the game. And I was too hard on it uh, on my first uh, my first swing, I'll say, that it, it definitely has some really interesting sounds. They just didn't hit with me right they were definitely unique though um now we talked about this last week but you hadn't finished it but are you able to look at the game without making any comparison at all to transistor yes and no there are things i see uh and this is like another thing i argued with i feel like they took some of their ideas from bastion and implemented them in a way to improve them for transistor right like for me, the combat was very simple. You know, um, it was you have a melee weapon and you have a projectile weapon, and then you have a sort of super move, mm-hmm. and you can mix and match all those to come up with different combinations. And I think there was like I don't know, Steve, help me out here. Maybe there was five or six melee weapons, five or six. Oh, projectile. dude, I, I played it. I oh. played it for like an hour on the 360. Oh, okay, and right. then did not play it. And but I did buy it the other day for PS4. Yeah, so, so like you were like saying, yeah, Transistor. Five, the combinations are insane. They're right? endless. Yeah, and that's a thing. Like that's that's a you know a um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, whether you like it or not is up to you. I can't think of the word I'm looking yeah. for for some reason. Um, Subjective, I guess. But in Transistor, there was just countless options and whether you like countless options or you like a very finite amount of options is up to the player but like i thought the story was okay like i didn't really understand what was happening for the most of it because and the same thing with transistor transistor story is not laid out in like (laughs) the best way but like there were there were some things that i really did like about the game like i like the way the game looks it's absolutely gorgeous Uh, i like the way that all the weapons and stuff handled i you know I liked the idea of the narrator. Um, yeah. It's like it is undeniably gorgeous. The colors right. in the game are fantastic. But like, um, so we've had this talk before about this. You feel, or well, all of you think, Rob and Bobby both say that basically Bastion's their favorite because that's the one they played first. And you said Transistor's yours because that's the one you played first. So do you think there's some nostalgia about it as well? Well, I think th- that's kind of making you judge the game and them as well, Rob and Bobby, like how they judge both games. I guess. I mean, it, it could definitely be that. And like, hey, if they they like this game better, or people like Bastion better, like more power right. to them. Like, the, I I can I can sort of see why they like it so much. I just happen to think Transistor is better in pretty right. much every single way. Well, you also told me this week you don't like Star Wars, so I'm just putting that out there so everyone can get you about that, right? No, it's it's <laughs> it's it's pretty much the worst. <laughs> 
I watched the trailer for the new movie and I got yeah. really excited because I don't like Star Wars. And I'm like, this looks yeah. really, really great. And I've never seen all three of the original movies and one like at one sitting. Right. So I've only seen, you know, A New Hope, beginning, middle and ends, just not ever in one sitting. Yeah. And all the rest of the movies. Wow. Still? Like, to this day? Yeah. Because like, like growing up, nobody in my family was really into Star Wars. So like, yeah, it, no, wasn't, was it wasn't a thing for me. Mm hmm. So I decided I'm going to sit down and watch these movies because I yep. want to like the, I want to like this universe. I want to know more. I'd love to know where the books start after Return of the uh, after yeah Return of the Jedi. If anybody out there can actually give me some sort of compre- uh, comprehensive <laughs> right. reading list, even there's though a it's, lot. Yeah, I yeah, know there is a that's lot, why yeah. I've never done it. Right. But I know that there are huge Star Wars fans out there that could help me get on on the path, even though it's not canon any of it. Right. So I sat down to watch A New Hope, and I was like, man, this is really bad. Yeah, it was at that point I decided, you know, can I be friends with this it's, man? It's bad because it's a movie that was made in the 70s, and I don't watch old movies specifically because I can tell when Just an old movie. Right? Wow, Just one of those old movies. It's an old yeah. movie. When did it come out? This like is 70s? actually, uh, since last weekend, I have been deliberately avoiding having this conversation with him. Because, you know, I want to still like him. There's no better the place to it. have it than right here on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. We went through this. Politics, religion, and Star Wars. That's <laughs> the three things that we will not talk about. We went through this right before the show. <laughs> it looks it looks like it was made in the seventies because it was like I can't. I'm gonna my, smack you on the face of that my brain can't minute, but, like wrap around the fact it's like they're supposed to be in the future and they're pretty much using eight track. See, tapes. it's it's lacking nostalgia. That's, That's what it is. Thing, he fine. never watched it as a kid. That's fine that it, it lacks nostalgia. But I could go back and watch the movies that I watched as a kid. I could watch the cartoons I watched as a kid and look back at it and be like. Yeah, that's really bad. <laughs> Ninja Turtles is a really bad cartoon. Oh it's painfully He's bad. He's like trying to... People are going to be attacking him in the street if that's he keeps okay. going. <laughs> that's okay. I'm, I hate... I'm watching it. I'm, I'm going to I'm still going to watch them yeah. all. And don't I still, watch the prequels, man. If you don't like the originals, oh, yeah. woof. No, I can watch the prequels. Only because they actually look like real movies. Oh, Those no. movies are shit. No, they're terrible. I'm not saying that they're good story-wise, except, you know what? I really like so the idea. So you'd rather have style he's about substance. He's he really That's likes Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, just say it. To say how much you like Jedi. All I know is that in those movies, Jedi's actually have cool things. And in this movie, Darth Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi are having a lightsaber battle. Whether feet are tied, because it's all upper body. Oh, well, I feel like we need to just like take the spade away so that he keeps, you know, stops digging because it's getting a deeper and deeper hole, and I'm not sure we can drag him out. I think you're gonna like Battlefront when it comes I would out. I love Battlefront when it comes out. I want to like Star Wars mm-hmm. in a big, big way, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch all the movies. I want to read the books. I want to like it. And I know that people have this nostalgia factor for it. It's just for me, like personally, and I, I think I've said this on the show, like I have a hard time watching older movies. Like my brain can't wrap around seeing things that are super old. Like it's just a thing for me. Man, you wouldn't last two minutes in Bob Ryer's house. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Right. Let's move on to a subject we can agree on. But Battlefront on looks really on. good and I'm really excited it to play it. It does look really good. <laughs> And I'm very excited for Star Wars as well. Um, it's the first thing. Star. I like Star Wars. I don't love Star Wars, but I like it. But this is actually the first thing that I'm genuinely like super, super Oh, that trailer for. was fantastic. It looks great. I like the cast a lot. Um, yeah. It hit all the right notes. Yeah. It really, it felt like a Star Wars movie. I love the return to practical effects and robotics and puppeteering yep. and stuff like that. I'm really excited to see that. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really like, I'm there. I'm, I'm super there. So it'll be fun. But that was interesting. I learned something new today about Justin. Yeah, see? And now you can't ever go because back. Because it's old. Now you I can't, can't yeah. enjoy it. No, you, I can't. 
You can't unring that bell. What's going to happen when, when you're yeah. old? And you're like, but stuff will still look good. That's the thing. Is like, <laughs> have you ever tried so to silly. have you ever tried to watch an old sp- uh, sporting event on TV? But nowadays it'll look old. What are you talking? Well, f- hang on. In like in like thirty years we can, time, we can we can move on. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna reel this in. Your kids are gonna be like, oh my god, dad, you used to watch that. That's fine. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I won't blame them. All understands. <laughs> I played some games this week. <laughs> yes. Did you play any more Titan Souls? I beat Titan Souls. Very nice. Yes. I'm uh. I just got into hell. Yeah? Yeah. I, I hadn't played it for a while, and then I, I beat three or four bosses today. I keep going for the trophies, which makes the bosses go longer. Now, let me let me ask you this. When you when, when this game was coming out, you were like, you were really stoked for it. Yeah. Okay. How do you like it? Like, like it are you, you're satisfied with it? Oh, yeah. I like it a lot. Okay. I didn't like it at all. Why? Okay. Um... I I'll say this. I admire the concept and the design. I think the idea of making a game. We have all kinds of noises coming in on the podcast today. Um, <laughs> opening doors, crumpling bags. Anybody else? Put my sushi away. <laughs> all right. So this game came out, and everybody's saying like, "Oh, you know, it's Shadow of the Colossus." First of all, it no, is. it's not. It totally. No, is. It, it really, it really is not. It, it really how, is not. How is it not? In in simplicity of there being no enemies and you going from boss to boss to fight these giant things, yes, it is. However, Shadow of the Colossus is an epic and beautiful and majestic adventure. That's objective. This is one frustrating experience after another until you find out the one thing to get past that boss and then it's done. You're going to tell me that Shadow of the Colossus was never frustrating when you had oh, no, no it was, idea. It was totally frustrating, but I was engaged the whole time that I was playing it. I was not, I didn't feel any sense of reward any time that I defeated anything in this game. I, not, all right, I would get stuck on bosses. I went through the first, this is exactly the, the progression of this game for me. I started it up and I started playing it. And I'm like, man, I'm like, this is really cool. Like, go in, I fight the first five bosses. I got through them relatively quickly, like within the first like 25 minutes, I had gotten through them and then the, the world opens up and I was like, that was really cool. Like, you know, those, those guys, they're kind of easy, but I would imagine that it, it ramps up and things change and whatnot. And as I started to fight other things and get stuck on what it was that you needed to do to defeat them, I got locked into this pattern of activating the the save spot so that you can go in any direction to go back to the boss and the boss battles would last anywhere from four seconds to like a minute and a half and then something would happen and i would be ejected back to the to the spawn point you would die and i would have to walk all the way back and walk and go up the stairs first i would roll and then smash into them and then i would walk up them and go into the boss room and another two to four seconds to seven seconds to a minute and 11 seconds would go by and I would die and then that would be it. And you like Bloodborne. Uh, and and uh, yeah, and I and I knew that was going to come up and I have a reason for that too. But here's the thing. Whenever I figured out what it was, like there's a boss that when it, it you you walk into the room, you activate the boss by shooting it from the center of the room or you can shoot it from wherever you like. I shot him from the center of the room. He woke up, he jumped at me, I walked to the right. He jumped over at me and then jumped right over to the right-hand corner where I was. And every single time that I walked into that room, I tested it. He 
facing the same way in the same direction. Is it the mushroom? Yes. So I walk into the room. I wake him up. He jumps over at me, and he lands in the first spot. I walk to the right. He lands in the second spot. As soon as he lands, just turn around. Fat. Done. And I get my little light show. You could beat that guy in no lie. Four seconds. Okay. See, that's that's where you lose me. Because you have to think outside the box for it. You can't... You, there, there, there is a way to beat each of these... This game could be beat in 20 minutes. So that should tell you there's 20 bosses. Mm-hmm. Each of these bosses should take less than a minute. To beat that mushroom, what you do is you shoot the arrow past the mushroom before you wake him up. You then step back and you recall the arrow to you very slowly. So it taps him. He wakes up. He jumps once. He lands. You recall the arrow at the right moment. It hits him right in the eye. Okay. That boss can be beaten four seconds, and that's what makes this game exciting is because you can spend 20 minutes trying to figure out a boss and then slap yourself in the face when you realize how easy it is. And, like, you're just not seeing – you're not seeing the what, – what's the expression? The you're not seeing the, for the forest trees. for the trees. Yeah. It's because you're thinking, like, there has to be some, like, unbelievably hard way to do this. No. And there's not. There's also a very simple way to do it. And each of the bosses has that weakness. It's just up to you to figure it out. Right. I think for other people, like my friend Mike played it. He played it with me towards the end, and he loved it. He thought it was great. For other people, I think you could really derive a lot of pleasure out of it. I derived none. After those first four or five bosses, I was so done on the concept. I was done on the execution. I was tired of... I. There were two bosses that I literally walked into a room... And it was a wall, and there was a mural on the wall, and I shot the wall, and then I had the big light show, and I was able to leave the room, and it was done. Two, like, two rooms, two bosses. I don't think those are bosses. Even if they're just secret rooms, or or whatever, like, it just, uh, there was no, there was no reward for me that was great enough that I got, there was no sense of satisfaction when I was done figuring it out, what it was that I needed it to do to defeat the boss. See, but that doesn't make any sense because you like Bloodborne, Bloodborne so much. The sense of going against this thing and dying countless times and then having to run three or four minutes to get back to the boss and then the feeling of elation for beating him. Like, where does that disconnect happen for Because you? there are other enemies in Bloodborne that offer me a challenge and going, getting down the pattern and cutting through them systematically to the point where it's almost like a blood ballet going back to that thing roving you know ducking around coming up with different ways using fire paper there's a variety when i'm having to go in constantly like well like the guy with the there's a knight that shoots like an electrified arrow okay you know again all you really need to do well maybe i shouldn't say um it took me a while to discover what it was and then once i once i figured it out it was done. That's the thing. Once I had figured out what it was, it was then just going back in, doing that thing, boom, done, moving on. You don't gain any levels. You don't gain any abilities. And that's the design of the game. And like I said, I think that that's really cool. It's just for some reason, this time out, it was not for me. Fair enough. Um, like I said, I know other people that love it. My friend Mike was like, dude, I don't know what's wrong with you. He's like, this is awesome. And I said, you know what, man? You could play the rest of it. I don't care. So that was my time with Titan Souls. Very good. Yeah. I really, I, I really, really, I figured it would be right up my alley and wanted to like it a lot more, but um, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I could, the the reward for playing it was um, was then for me. But I hope that other people have a great time with it because it is very cool in design. Um, and I like the, 
I love the concept of one one arrow, one giant boss. All of that is is really good. So cool. What else did I play? Uh, I played Touch by Katamari on the Vita, which is wonderful. If you if you're familiar at all with the Katamari Damacy series, Jackie, have you ever played Katamari? Nope. Okay. Do you know what Katamari is? Nope. Okay. Katamari is, you are a prince. You are the prince to the king of the cosmos. The king of the cosmos is this gigantic Japanese god that basically is responsible for all the stars and planets and moons and stuff in the Mm -hmm. sky. And you are a tiny little man pushing a very small um, spherical object that is able to then grab other objects from throughout the world that you're rolling this thing around think of like if you snowball yeah if you roll a (laughs) snowball down a hill and it's collecting and it's catching and all that stuff um and it's absolutely absurd the dialogue is absurd the uh graphics and characters the point is to restore the sky the sky has disappeared and you are this little katamari and it falls to you in order to replace the planets and collect all the objects. You have to find your cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the Katamari has reached a certain size, you're able to unlock other parts of the level. Um, this time out on the Vita, since you have the touchpad, you can actually, it's usually just a uh, sphere that you're rolling around. Now you can actually take your fingers on the bottom of the touchpad and you can stretch the Katamari across right. to make it bigger and flatter, kind of like steamrolling things up, which is really cool. And um, it's just really awesome to be able to have Katamari on the go. Um, every other time that I've played it, it's been on the like the PlayStation Two, and, and the it's a much more 3. mobile gaming kind of game. Well, it's I mean it, it transfers really well. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome to have a game that is that quirky and ridiculous, yeah. and uh, just to have like a classic series uh, in your pocket is really fun. So that was a good time. I'm trying to think what else did I play. I played Life is Strange uh, episode oh, yeah, two. Episode two's out. Finished that. Absolutely awesome. Uh, the end to that, I know Bobby didn't end up talking about it. I won't spoil it for anyone, but damn. like You guys have talked to you know to death about Telltale and having mm-hmm. to make like hard decisions and stuff yeah. like that. Like The way that I look at it is Life is Strange and Telltale games are the two ends of the spectrum, where in Telltale, you don't have a whole lot of time to make your decision. Mm-hmm. You know, it's counting down. With, with um, Life is Strange... They put like a decision to you and there are times when you don't have, you can sit and you can think about it. Mm-hmm. I was agonizing over at least three or four major decisions in this episode too. And the final event of this episode is huge and changes the game forever. If you screw it up, it changes the game forever. Yeah. And um, I managed to, I guess I would say without spoilers, to do it successfully um, and I know several other people that had gone the other way and now that, uh, that game is no longer, it's like no longer a part of the game for them. Uh, and so they had to play it yeah. over again. They yeah. had to do all these things. I managed to get out of it unscathed, but my heart was in my throat the I like entire the, time. I like the timed thing on, uh, mm-hmm. the Telltale game simply because for me, it makes it that much more intense. It's you, not, it's about making that decision in real time. Like if you were having a conversation yeah. with someone and you were in this situation, there's no good answer. There's no obvious mm-hmm. correct answer. They're not asking you what the capital of France is. Like this is a horrible decision. You have to make it yeah. now. And if you were in a zombie apocalypse, you wouldn't have 10 minutes to sit back and think. I'm hoping You've got to make it now, regardless of the consequences. 
That's like, what I like about Telltale. Yeah. I mean, one of my only problems that I was having with the, the Walking Dead as far as making decisions was that I wasn't always able to read what I needed to decide mm-hmm. before that timer had like no time left on it. Yes. That was really frustrating. But I'm, I would imagine that as they made more of these games with like The Wolf Among Us and stuff like that, maybe they got a little bit better about that. I don't know. I felt no, like I always still, could. Yeah. I always could read all the decisions. There were several. Spots I read, it I was just. Okay. It was just you had to make a split second choice. Like they weren't giving you a lot of time, but I could read all the options. I ran into like a few times where I, I didn't. Oh even sure, have time. there were there was times where I like looked down, look up, and I was like, oh god, I have to make a choice right now, and I didn't have a chance to read them all because yeah. I missed the beginning part. <laughs> exactly. So you really hope was, that the yeah. one you did read is going to be okay. But a lot of those yeah. times, I would just go silent. Yeah. Just, oh, I did that because we've talked about my lack of an attention span for it. You know, a few times. It's well known. What? <laughs> yeah. My attention span is really, really small. So I had a couple of occasions playing uh, Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead where I would look down at my phone for a minute and then I'd hear a character say, huh, so you're not going to say anything, huh? I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I meant to say something. I just wasn't paying attention. But that's not really one of the options. So. <laughs> Crazy. You should play Life is Strange sometime. Yeah. Like down the road Again, when I'll it's all stick collected. Stick it on the backlog. Yeah. Stick it <laughs> It's on my backlog as well. Yeah. But again, I'm going to do with that what Justin does with the Telltale stuff and uh-huh. just wait till it's all out. Yeah. I mean, some people go. have been complaining about the dialogue and stuff like that. I mean, some of that stuff can get grating, but I'm I'm really into the world that they've created and I've kind of fallen in with the dialogue and I expect it at this point. And it's now become almost like a game within a game of spotting it and making fun of it. You can even make a drinking game out of it if you really wanted to. <laughs> so... Um, it's one of my favorite things that I've played, uh, so far this year. Uh, certainly in terms of story, it's the best story that I've come across, uh, so far in 2015. Cool. Game wise. Yeah. Which we all know how much you love story, Jackie. Absolutely. Especially when you can skip it. You can't skip it. <laughs> Ugh. Nope. Well, I'm not playing that then. No, it's all story. <laughs> no, It's all story. You don't, I don't know. If... <laughs> I got over that with, I got over that with the telltale stuff. All right. All right. We'll see. Yes. Justin's face. <laughs> Justin's face, oh my god. Wolf Among Us was phenomenal. Story in that, I loved so much. I so can't. sometimes I pay attention. Sometimes. Hopefully more. He was getting annoyed at me when we were playing Halo the other day because it was like the second to last mission and he puts the controller down and sits back for the cinematic scene. And I was like, boop. No. Oh my god. <laughs> he was very annoyed. You, you, can do that. <laughs> you can do that in Halo 1. You can't do it in Halo 2. Damn. I won't let you. All right. I guess I'm going to have to watch them then. <laughs> You should stream it so we can hear Jackie. <sighs> yeah, we're going to. <laughs> nice. Yes. All right. So, um, I mean, that's all I played. And um, I'm going to be leaving on Friday for Canada. So I've got a lot of uh, airport time. I'm sure I'll be playing on my Vita and 3DS and uh, bringing my PS4 with me. So I'll have more games to talk about as well as will everybody else. But for now, yes. we're going to get to some emails. Uh, we got an email from our friend Superbad Larry, Kyle. He says, in light of the Mass Effect 4 leak, do you guys feel it is proper to report on basically stolen information? He says, I stopped reading after the first page because, one, that was enough uh, to get me really excited. Two, they are still in the process of crafting an amazing experience for us. While reading, uh, I had the thought, I shouldn't be seeing this, and stopped. If someone hacked my phone and leaked my notes on the projects I was working on, I'd be very unhappy. While I understand... uh, we all want as much info uh, on these. I have to scroll down on these projects as we can get. Uh, where should we draw the line between desire and respect? Thanks for listening. So, well, first of all, that is a very well written email in respect to the 
issues yes. with all of it. You know, that it's definitely Quite. he's hitting the nail on the head with that. That I hadn't even thought about it in that way. But yeah, this this is something that a lot of people are working on working on and are probably very, very proud of and are probably stressed about trying to get it out and make it right and mm-hmm. it does suck that someone would just go in and take that and throw it out there unfinished. Yeah. And, you know, that is disrespectful. That's you know, that I can't advocate for at all. At all. There's yeah. a difference between little teasers being put out by the studios or rumors being reported on. Or that kind of thing is different to blatantly stolen information. Think about if Jay was going to be coming out with a Giant Teeth album yeah. and somebody took like the demo tapes and put them out. As, <laughs> he could hear us. Oh, <laughs> and like, you know, the not the unfinished exactly. tracks. Not and what that's you want, what got out. Precisely. Not what you want the public to see. And you don't know with this, with the Mass Effect League, just how much of it is finalized and, yeah. you know, how much of it they might have been in the process of changing. And, and it's someone else's property. It's someone else's intellectual property and someone else's no. work. It's really rough. I mean, in terms of like where, where my arena is with comics and stuff, I mean, we have events going on all the time and, there are times when the companies themselves will spoil the ends of their own stories just to get the jump on other people, wow. you know, because yeah. you can't hold on to that information forever. All it takes is, you know, one person to just throw it but on again, a thumb drive. if it's the creator making that decision for themselves, that's one thing. Well, but, this stuff yeah. for Mass Effect was sent out in a survey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, I, I think if I remember correctly, it was like, would you be interested in this, 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 and this? And it was supposed to be a very small survey, which then got out. Obviously. But this is this is a problem that they've had before. The ending, the script to Mass Effect 3 was leaked, and people were freaking out about the ending. And then right. when the game came out, people freaked about the ending, and then they ended up changing the ending. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's a weird thing, right? Because we're talking about video games here. We're not talking about, like, really, really, you know, Serious, no, but we are talking things. about a video game that's known for its storytelling. Right? Oh, yeah, but they didn't release anything about the story. It was more about the concept of what the game is going to be about. Mm-hmm. Nothing story-wise got leaked like it did in Mass Effect 3. Right. It was a, just a more of, like, this is what the game is going to be about, and these are the things that, you like, the, the places that you'll go and the, the things that you'll come across. But, like, I, I read the whole thing, and I know nothing I, I know next to nothing about the game. Mm-hmm. I, it was kind of what I thought, you know, all along is that you're going to be playing a new character and it's going to take place after Mass, Mass Effect 3 right. and it's going to be picking up the remnants from Mass Effect 3. But do you like reading that stuff? Are you someone that likes to have as much information that's out there no, and as soon as at, at it's cer- out there? No, at a certain point, I will cut off from a game and then go dark on it because mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything else. Like, you know, right. mm-hmm. I watched for, let's say, like The Avengers. I watched the first two or three trailers that came out, but like I stopped doing, I stopped watching once all the TV spots and stuff started coming out. Because now they're showing extended clips, and like I don't want to see that stuff. So for like Arkham Knight, like in a game, like I've watched the the couple of the trailers, and it's like I've seen enough. Yeah. So like I know Mass Effect is coming. Uh, It's my favorite, one of my favorite, if not my favorite series. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was interested to know, like, okay, what are they kind of aiming for? Now I know what they're aiming for, and now I'm ready to go dark on it until they show a trailer or something. But like. You know, it's not not like this was stuff that they're not going to be showing in a couple of months anyway. Like this information's locked in. So it's like we're seeing it like a month or two before this is supposed to be released because most likely they're going to be showing this at E3. So we got some details a little bit early. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, We got one more before we got to get out of here. And this one comes from Paul. 
says, hi, guys. Uh, I'm a Long Islander that discovered your podcast about a year ago uh, after looking around for more video game news, reviews, and such. I have to say that I love your banter, the talk, and overall honest and open style of the show and always cannot wait to hear more. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for chiming <laughs> in, everybody. Uh, I didn't know you were going to stop. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> yeah. I was going to stop either. My question for you is more of an advice needed, if you don't mind. I have been kicking around the idea of starting my own podcast called Dad's Video Game Review. I used to be heavy into console gaming and still play uh, more than most of the guys my age out there today. I just don't have all the time I used to have um, uh, to do with a family and such. I would be, uh, it would be a podcast for guys like me and just want to hear uh, an opinion of the game uh, and is it worth taking the time to play it or not? Uh, is there any advice that you can give me about starting a podcast? Uh, for example, podcasting takes a long time to produce and edit after the fact. Be prepared uh, for this or that. Speaking solo on a podcast is not something uh, you would want to do, etc. I would very much like to hear your thoughts on the matter. Thanks in advance for your thoughts. They are much appreciated. Okay, so I'm going to put out a disclaimer before we give you any advice about how to run the podcast. Just because we give you the advice doesn't exactly mean that we follow said advice uh, week in and week out, because there are certainly things that we could be doing that we don't, but that's for us to worry about. As far as you, Paul, um, I believe one of the most important things that you want to have, um, you asked about doing a podcast solo. Um if you've got a great personality you and a lot of information, you have all your ducks in a row, you might be able to pull it off. But I mean, you guys can feel free to chime in at any time. I feel like you should have um, at least one person for a sounding board and to mm -hmm. bounce your ideas and, your, and have a conversation with. Um, it's very difficult to have a conversation with, you know... The, the the air in front of you I do it just all a, the time an imaginary audience all the time right but <laughs> you know no it's good to have some back and forth it's good to have um a differing opinion on yes. certain things because to be honest if you have one person or four people in the room if you all agree on it it's not much of a conversation mm -hmm. so it's good to have you know we we kind of work along the lines of all four of us um get along and we're friends and we like the same things However, we don't always have the same opinion on stuff. And mm -hmm. I think that's what makes it more interesting is because then you need to justify your opinion on it. And that's what causes good debate and good arguments. Yes. For me, I mean, personally myself, I like I like being on a podcast with more people just because I don't think I could do a podcast by myself. But that's not to say that it doesn't work. I mean, Weekend Confirmed was a huge video game podcast, uh, and when they got shut down, the, the you know the group kind of splintered off, and um, they created DLC, which was um, two guys, and then Garnett Lee, who was the host of Weekend Confirmed, did Garnett on games, and he did it until he had to unfortunately change jobs or whatever, and, and he couldn't do it anymore. But it was a podcast by himself, and it was very like it was easy to listen to because I you know I liked his opinions. I liked listening. Uh, I like listening to the way he talked. I, you know, I, I shared a lot of the same ideas about game and game structure and my m views on the news. So, if you're going to be doing a podcast by yourself, uh, I would suggest a listening to a few. And I would go back and listen to Garnett on games. I would I would look for a couple more solo podcasts to listen to, and then I would get your format down. Like you're you're going to be sitting there talking by yourself, and what you really want to have, I would think, is just a like a good format. And if you're going to just be reviewing games, which is something that I, I'm sure tons of people would want to listen to, because there are plenty of like let's say 
parents, you know, even, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, well, you know, whoever that, you know, I, I, I play games, but nobody else does. And I really don't have a lot of time. And like, yeah. this is something that I, you know, I, I could definitely see working. So that would be my suggestion is as far as speaking by yourself, I, I would listen to a couple of podcasts where people do it. And then you'll get a sense of, of how their format goes and maybe formulate one for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to do that as well. Like we're mm-hmm. still, you know, we're a year in and we're still kind of changing things up and trying to do something new. Does this work? Does that not work? And, you know, you, it's still kind of a rolling process. And like Steve, you know, yeah. talking comics, you know, you go from your first show to where oh, you God. are now, there's a big difference. So don't be afraid to change something if even if you thought it was a good idea if I mean, it's not coming across as a good idea don't yeah. be afraid to change i mean we're cha- we're changing talking comics up to this day i mean the even the shared book of the week segment isn't all is pretty new um i mean i mean you want to you want to have like a good framework i mean if you're doing a solo show i would highly suggest that like i said have all your ducks in a row know all your talking points make yourself some notes so that you don't get lost and start fumbling um on the show and uh but if you have if you have people uh to do it with to do it with you i would suggest maybe you know definitely making a framework but also leaving a little bit of room for it to be a little a little loose cuz you want to you want to inject as much personality as you can into the show because a lot of people can get the information that you're talking about anywhere they come back to the show for you and for your personality cuz they like you hopefully <laughs> <laughs> so it's a nice little caveat in there. Yeah. Um, in terms of other stuff, uh, you want to have decent equipment. You don't have to go super high end, but you want to have some good stuff. Uh, the better you sound, the better equipment you have, the better your podcast will sound, and people will appreciate that. That's very true. Yeah, you don't want to hear like crackling and yeah, yeah people. You, you can tell when people don't have the right. If you listen to a lot of podcasts, you can tell when people don't have good equipment, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, it does make a serious difference. Yeah, there are um, many many ways though to sound good. Um, not necessarily on the cheap, but just. You can get free programs that allow you to record yourself and edit yourself and you can put stuff out there. Um, having an introduction, having somebody create some kind of a sounder and or like an introduction song for you uh, isn't a bad idea. Um, sometimes it can get a little awkward just kind of coming onto the mic and, you know, hey, hey, and welcome to the blah, blah, blah. You kind of like that uh, song to get you amped and get you in the mode and uh Stuff of that nature. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. It, it helps me. <laughs> I groove out to that, that that thing every time. But um, what else? Uh, the only other things I'll, I'll really add is uh, it's two things. It's you want to be consistent. Uh, I've learned that from Bobby is mm-hmm. that no matter what you want your show to be the yes. same time every week, week in and week out, mm-hmm. because people will go and, you know, they come and it, it happens for me as well. Like I'll be looking for a certain podcast and it's delayed that week and it's like a bummer that it's delayed and yeah. I don't know when it's coming. Like I, I listen it's to like it. TV, you know, it's going to be on at eight o'clock in the evening. You sit down and watch it or yeah. you record it. You know, it's going to be there. So I listen to a Mets yeah. podcast and I have no idea when it comes out. Every I know week. why it you changes. keep punishing yourself. Honestly, 11 and three. There was a <laughs> giant bomb podcast last week. Didn't come out until like 9 PM, 10 PM. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and things, hey, consistency. Th- things happen, you know, yeah. our show has been delayed a couple of times, but for the most part, you won't just want to yeah. be spot on. Yeah. And the only other uh, piece of advice I'll give is, um, you know, since you're going to be doing this yourself, you're going to be seeing the numbers for your show every week. And, you know, we're very fortunate. We're, we're built on the back of Talking Comics. We, we came in with an, like, an audience already listening that was told to come this way. 
if you're starting out on your own, that's going to be very difficult. And uh, it just my encouragement to you would just be to keep just keep at it. And mm-hmm. if the longer you keep going, the the num the, you know the more episodes you have. I mean, pod, if you look on iTunes, pod podcasts begin and start. And be, they begin, they stop all the time. Yeah. Well, and just actually, you say along. about yeah, you say about that. But uh, I was saying earlier that the funny thing is, I've been there with Bobby for the longest because me and Bobby and Brian from Talking Movies, uh, we did fanboy remix mm-hmm. um, every week, and with Bob Ryer as well. He was on too, and and I think we had sixty downloads one week, and we were like, yeah, doing good. <laughs> So we did that for like a year, maybe two. I think Bobby had, Bobby and Brian had done it before I was ever on it. They'd done it for a while, but it never really went anywhere. We were too general, too broad, didn't have the audience. So that kind of died a death. Then there was the Doctor Who cast. We did that for a while before Bobby realized that I didn't like going to his house on a Sunday morning to record because I was <laughs> hungover. So that kind of died a death too. Um, and then, you know, he starts up talking comics and it's been phenomenal. So yeah. it's like, you know, but it's, that didn't come from nowhere. That came from Bobby years and years right. of trying to figure out a format and figure out what you, he knew he wanted a podcast and eventually he found a way of doing it successfully. So it just, it takes time. Like Justin yeah. said, just keep plugging away. It takes time. Yeah. There are things that aren't going to work in the beginning and you just got to work through them. You got to, you know, constantly be evaluating your own show, figure out what works, what doesn't. And, um, you know, talk to your audience, ask, ask your audience what they think, uh, try to get as much feedback as possible and, you know, keep your, keep your vision and your mission and stuff like that. But don't be afraid to explore new territory and, and perhaps talk a little bit outside of your comfort zone every now and again, not, not to do it all the time, but, um, yeah, cool. a couple things to get you started, I would think. Um, as far as like equipment names and stuff like that, you're you're better off maybe research email research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, although if you do end up going with multiple people, I do suggest that um, microphone wise that you try to uh, keep them as similar as possible. Uh, you want to you want the sounds to stay the same, and you don't want to be moving things all over the board because. Uh, that's no good. No. And always know whose microphone is whose because like Justin spits all over his. I don't want to talk into his microphone. Rob smells like feet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just keep me you on your toes, man. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're going to get out of here, guys. We're going to do some housekeeping and then we will see you next week. Uh, we are talking, we are at talking underscore games on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash TalkingComicsPC, or you can email us, TalkingGamesPC at gmail.com. This uh, podcast is part of a larger enterprise known as Talking Comics from TalkingComicBooks.com, and they are at Talking Comics on Twitter. Uh, we also have the Misfits podcast with Stephanie Cook, Melissa Megan, and Mara Wood. They are at the underscore Misfits. Uh, what did they do this past week? Anybody? Awesome. I'm glad you asked that and we could all answer. No, I should know. I should know because we <laughs> talked about it last night. Um, they're always doing awesome stuff. Yes, they, they do kind of specialized shows, which is cool. Like they pick a yeah. certain subject each week and like really go into it. And yeah, it's good. Yeah, I screwed that up. I totally forgot what they were doing. Anyway, <laughs> they, can, it up. they can kill me later. Uh, we got Talking Valiant with Adam Shaw. That's at Talking Valiant. And Movies Talking or Talking Movies with Brian Verderosa. And of course, Backup Stories. Yay. Yes. Uh, which is part of the special edition feed for Talking Comics, uh, which pushing, is at Backup Stories on Twitter. Yes, uh, Pushing Daisies was what the Misfits were Oh, that's doing. right. 
Cool. I only saw a season and a half of that, but I, I loved think that's it. pretty much all there was. Uh, there I think were, maybe yeah. they got into the second season. No, there were two two full seasons. Yeah, it got cancelled way too early. Yeah, the dude that did um, the Adams Family movies mm-hmm. was a part of that. Yep. Wonderful show, The Pie Maker, and Kristen oh, Chenoweth. It's a f- yeah, fantastic show, and uh, Lee Pace. Like that's where the first time Jean I was McBride. like, oh, I think I love Lee Pace. Yes. Yep. He was amazing in um, Guardians. Yes. Oh God. So anyway, all right. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us personally. Uh, my Twitter handle is at dead underscore anchorus. Justin. I am at Jarok, J-O-R-O-A-K. And Jackie. At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. And if you want to reach Rob, he is at Dusk1020 on the Twitter sphere. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week. And until then, we'll see you later.